The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the disciples, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, And lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple blessing God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. One thing happening this week is for the first time in three years, our priests are going away on a retreat. And what that means for this coming week is that um, there won't be any priests here. So the Adoration Chapel is not going to be open from Monday through Friday. It'll open again on Saturday. And uh, there won't be this daily celebration of the Mass here until Saturday either. Now the the priests uh, at the church in Curtis, because they're from a religious order, they have a retreat of their own on a different day. And so they're going to be around. Uh, so they've, they've kindly made themselves available if, if emergencies pop up at our hospital, and they are celebrating the daily Mass at their church. So for those who wish, uh, it is possible to celebrate Mass there in Curtis for this week. And just one other thing, on uh, June the 4th, that's Saturday, the time of the evening Mass is going to be changed, just for that one week to fit in uh, two confirmation celebrations and a wedding. So Mass won't be at 4.30 on Saturday. It'll be at 6 o'clock instead. Last week, we began reflecting on the Holy Spirit. And in that reflection, we saw how Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as an advocate. Now, we all need advocates in life. Um, there are all kinds of moments in life where we're not quite sure what to do. We're not quite sure what's going on. There are all kinds of moments when we're just not sure how things work. We can use an advocate, someone who can see the bigger picture, who's an expert on how life works. And this is the Holy Spirit for us. The Holy Spirit is our advocate who can give us his gifts, wisdom and understanding and, and fortitude and all kinds of gifts to help us through this life. 
Even lawyers, if they're called to court, they want an advocate to help them out. And so we are happy to welcome to our lives the Holy Spirit as our advocate. Elsewhere in the scriptures, we're taught about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the promise to make it easier to experience Jesus' presence and to defeat sin and shortcomings in our life. These gifts, they promise to equip us so we can serve God faithfully and increase our capacity and desire to love others, God, and his creation and good news. These gifts of the Holy Spirit, they promise to grant us greater wisdom to navigate the complexities of life, to make better decisions, and courageously live out our faith. Who can use with these gifts of the Holy Spirit? We can all imagine how our lives and our world would be different if we were all filled with these gifts of the Holy Spirit. And in many ways, we are filled with his gifts, but there are obstacles that can get in the way from accepting his gifts as well. And any of us, we might experience these obstacles at any moment in our lives. There's the obstacle of ignorance, of just not being aware of where or how the Holy Spirit can work in our lives or world. There's the obstacle of indifference, of maybe being so caught up in the business of life that we forget about the Holy Spirit altogether. There's the obstacle of intimidation, too. When we hear of how the Holy Spirit has worked in the lives of saints, the heroes of our faith, when we see how many of them were called to surrender their lives in martyrdom, that can be intimidating. And we can be afraid to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit because we don't know how God, what great works God may be calling us to do. There's also the obstacle of unbelief, of well, believing that there are just some places or situations where the Holy Spirit just can provide no help whatsoever. These are obstacles that go against the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and so we strive throughout our lives to eliminate them wherever possible. The first reading and gospel this weekend describes a kind of final meeting between Jesus and his followers. It's not a departure of our Lord God. He's promised to be with his people for all time. But he's not going to be present to them in the same way as he was during his earthly life here. And in this meeting, first, Jesus proves his identity, shows who he is, and reveals that he has indeed risen, that, they, that there's every reason for them to be joyful in his presence. But this is the moment of the ascension, where Jesus is uh, lifted up into heaven to be seated at the right hand of the Father. But just before departing, Jesus gives his followers a direction. He instructs his followers to wait. Now, we might imagine at that moment the disciples being eager to go and share what they had witnessed they saw the resurrection of Jesus. They saw him ascend into heaven. They heard his words and uh, are filled with hope that they would follow our Lord to the heavenly kingdom. You can imagine them being eager to share this good news, but they're not quite ready to take up the work of Jesus. There is a period of time between the ascension and Pentecost. We know that eventually on Pentecost... The followers of our Lord receive incredible gifts of the Holy Spirit, and they're instructed then to go and baptize all nations and to share the good news with all the corners of the world. 
And eventually we will get to that reflecting on that moment. But in that time, between the Ascension and Pentecost, the disciples are simply asked to wait. This could be kind of the situation we might feel that we are in right now. Maybe for some of us, we know we receive gifts from the Holy Spirit. Maybe we're still waiting to receive gifts from the Holy Spirit. And we are in this period of waiting. We too can get impatient at this at times. And it tempts us to want to try to control this time in this moment. We all know of people who maybe have turned to crystals or tarot card readings or watching the stars uh, in order to control what's going on in this world. We have uh, uh, movies, uh, fictional movies like Star Wars with some kind of force that people try to control. We don't like waiting. We like to be in control of what's happening. But the problem with these things is that there's no love in them. They don't care about any of us. The Holy Spirit, however, is different. It can't be controlled. It's love after all. Sometimes love calls for patience, for waiting. Of course, we can beg and invite the Holy Spirit to come and be, us, be with us, and we ought to do this. But out of love for, who, for he who loved us first, we're willing to wait. Of course, we hate waiting. At the checkout line, there's always the hunt for which, which lineup is going to be the shortest. Definitely avoid the person with a fistful of nickels. We're willing to pay for Prime membership on Amazon to get, get our, our packages a day earlier. Blockbuster Video, um, they bet that everyone would be willing to wait and lost that and ended up going bankrupt, not understanding that people just hate waiting. But we can get a, uh, some idea from the life of the disciples in that time between the ascension of Pentecost of how we should be waiting. The disciples... They waited, they spent their time waiting at the temple. We're told in the gospel they were continually in the temple blessing God. Basically, in that time of waiting, they continually made themselves available to God through their prayers and through their sacrifice. They also spent their time waiting as a united community, not as individuals each in their own home, but as a church. We hate waiting, but are very willing to eagerly wait for things that we value. We think of maybe waiting for a loved one at the airport. We're eager to wait for them for their return home. An engaged couple eagerly waits for their wedding day. Parents eagerly wait for their children to grow up. They don't hate waiting in these moments. They eagerly uh, uh, go through it. Our waiting today reveals how we value the Holy Spirit. We may not have received all his gifts yet, but we value the Holy Spirit, and our waiting is a kind of worship. We make this place a place of waiting. We join those disciples who waited at the temple. We also uh, offer offer up sacrifices of service here in this place. Next week, we'll see how the Holy Spirit brings healing and restoration into our world. And I know we're all very much longing for that moment. But for now, we wait. We're willing to wait because we value the gifts of the Holy Spirit.
And by coming here, we transform our waiting into worship, and we serve here to open our hearts to the gifts of our Lord. We serve here to invite him to be among us. Holy Spirit, our living hope, we long for your glory, your gifts, and your power. Fill this place with your love and baptize us with your power. Spirit of truth, teach us all things and bring to remembrance the words of Jesus, our Savior. Give us power in our weakness to courageously speak the word of God, especially in our time of waiting. This we pray in his name. Amen.